The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I want to bring back Pegged on the Reg. Okay, yeah. so okay, that, let's that do this. We have catchphrases that we haven't said in a while, which Pegged on the Reg, and also some of our... I went back and listened to some old episodes God and some of the it. nicknames we had for each other that we haven't used in oh, a long time. God. Yeah, can but we regale also, us? Also, what about segments? Should we bring back comment cunt rags or Yelpers aren't people? <laughs> Yelpers aren't <laughs> people. Yelpers aren't that people. were very short-lived. But well, that was a short-lived. It's good to know that Yelpers and people like commenting on, on restaurants has not been uh, assuaged no. at all during covid so you're a barely struggling business that uh got my food out three minutes late i think i'm gonna torch these fuckers <laughs> i think i think despite everybody's hardships i got an extra eight minutes to torch these cunts because <laughs> if i don't get my goddamn fucking noodle bowl on yeah. time i'm gonna fucking somebody's paying i'm lighting them up the new scam now we just and we did some backlogging of this. We noticed there was some sort of weird thing that was happening with voids and refunds. We just noticed that the new scam now is to order online. So you don't talk to anybody, order your food yourself, send it to your own address. Obviously it's online. And then the person drops it off contactless. Yes. So nobody, there's no transference of like mm-hmm. person or, or, or like a confirmation of anything. Then you get your food call 20 minutes later and say, everything was wrong. So now you're in a position as a business owner to be under the fucking behest. So we noticed there was this one guy, and you know who you are, you cunt. Piece of he shit. lives up on that thousand Golan Gulch apartment complex, which is like three trillion fucking you mean door the, numbers. You mean Durango's projects? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Nick, it's the Nickerson Gardens of Durango. Yeah, it's like college it's up students on the hill. and failures. Nickerson, are what... Nickerson scared me when you started that word. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's what no, it's I didn't know where the fuck you were going with that. <laughs> I've told you my Nickerson Garden haircut. It's a bad scene. Um, but anyway, so like now the new scam is every few weeks, they're hoping that um, you're going to order online, order some stuff, call in and get it refunded. Because everything's wrong because it's contactless. Yep. So now we're going dirt bag into there's different it's inception dirt bags. Where it's it's a dirt bag within a dirt bag within a dirt bag um of trying to scam people out of fucking uh, money wow. as a business. Wow. Isn't that good? Aren't people good? There's They're a terrible. lot of great people out there. There is. We can name them. They've been hitting the streets. <laughs> they have an I have a list. <laughs> I have a list. Ryan Bartholomew. Oh. Alyssa, Alyssa something. Were these the couple that just recently left Durango? Yes. Well, they're, 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 they're taking a hiatus from Durango. Is from, that what they said? From, is what it seems like. The, um, um, there's a possibility they're coming back in the spring. Um, really? They have an opportunity. So I guess I guess the rent they weren't paying, they're saving up to move. Yeah. They're, they're Is the building land, a little uh, runway. Little runway. Little little nest egg. I'll tell you what, Uncle Daddy said. I got a spot open on my turnip farm. Yep. And uh you guys come down here, work the fields, 
Room and board is free. That guy looks exactly like a turnip farmer. Yeah. And can you grow turnips? Can you <laughs> like, grow turnips in the desert? <laughs> I just pictured a turnip oh farmer and it was right in my fucking right into my fucking brain. Like, holy yep. shit, that guy looks like a turnip yeah. farmer. But as dumb as Bubba from like Forrest Gump. So he's like, turnip salad. <laughs> just packing heat turnip too, man. Turnip tea. I always got my gun. Did you guys butt plugs? Did you guys see the uh, turnip butt plugs? Um, <laughs> they're shaped perfectly for it. They're kind of are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Give me a give me a few amyl well, nitrate. Give me a few amyl nitrate. I do not want a trip to Animus Surgical Hospital <laughs> to get a turnip removed. Not again. From my, I will. Not again. I will go on Amazon and buy a bucket. <laughs> I'm still paying for the first one. And it's one. dangerous as fuck. That's a living root vegetable. Knowing you and your, you know, how you procrastinate sometimes, that shit's going to take root in you before you <laughs> actually get to the oh hospital. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> it's going to turn into butt booze. Dude. I ferment out there. I, I am root. Yeah, dude. For sure, bro. Oh, God. So, yeah, back to uh, it looks like top that's donezo. Um, yes. we, we, there's a new article that came out, and I, I'm going to reach out to Carol here. Hey, Carol, um, can you read a little blurb from that Herald article about Top That closing? Yeah, sure, boys. I got it right here. The headline is Top That Frozen Yogurt Closes Possibly Permanently. In an email to the Durango Herald, they wrote, quote, we are relocating. When asked to where, the owners wrote, it depends at this point. We've always planned on moving and we have an opportunity in Arizona. But if not, we will be back in the springtime. The owners made clear the decision was not influenced by the recent turmoil surrounding the dessert shop in recent months. Quote, I don't need the community of Durango thinking they ran us out because that's not the case. Period. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Thanks, Care Bear. I I kind of feel like I'm a little more cunty just reading your quotes. Wow. Language, Carol. I like when Carol gets tipsy. It's it's dost thou protest too much. Mm. Um, If you were telling us that you are not running out for a particular reason... Chances are, um, you know, that's like, oh, I broke up with the girl. It wasn't because my dick was small. Um, okay. It was a, it's a very <laughs> ego-driven sentiment. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know I mean? Regardless, it would have been, yeah, I guess, going quietly into the night is mm-hmm. not something that is, you know, on deck for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but I, I mean, whatever the case may be, um, it, and this is all public knowledge. We're not disparaging. We're not assuming. We're not doing any of that. Apparently they hadn't paid the rent in months. Three months. We don't. And, and and we were talking before the podcast. If you're a business owner and you are getting low on your funds to pay rent, there's those base needs that you have as a business owner: payroll, rent, utilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, your purveyors. You know that's happening before it happens. So if you do some back math to it, chances are about six, seven months ago they knew they were starting to slide into something that was uncomfortable. Right. So. I mean, it's interesting that you would take the tack they took, uh, despite the fact that they knew this was on the horizon. You thought they would be a little bit more ingratiating and kinder and, and a little bit more wanting to get. But I, hey, listen, you wanted to stick to your guns. You wanted to play your cards. Th- this is what happens. I mean, there are repercussions. I, I mean, what else? What they else decided to full on douche it up. Hardcore. Yeah, hardcore, they had to show man. their cards and yeah. it turns out they had jack high. No, Jack they, high is all, the hand. They hand literally on the, the only card they had was the instruction card on the top of the deck. You know the one that explains the game right before the Jokers. <laughs> this that is was how their you only play card. Pinochle. Yeah, that was their only card to play. Um, <laughs> it, and it was obviously you you reap what you sow, y'all. I mean, it's an, it's an old adage, but uh, this is a classic example of that. Yeah, and exactly. and I'm not. I mean, I, I, we're gonna dance. You know what, Sean? Can you cue up some music? 
on sure. post. Yeah. Can you play Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie, please? Of course. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Okay. Because I think we we deserve, as the Whiskey Reel, my brothers here, I can hear it in my deserve head. a 10, 15 second Dancing on the Grave segment. Um, I think You're so. welcome, Durango. Uh, I'm we, not going to say we're taking responsibility for all of it. We helped. Bobby already took responsibility. Oh, no. I felt like responsibility. Yeah, you were like, no. scoreboard, bitches. <laughs> Last night, you are like, hey, look, they're gone. We're here. What the fuck happened? Well, ah. I, I'm not going to say we were the reason why. I'm going to say that we gave a little nudge as they were towing the cliff. I'm saying we gave a little nudge. We, we certainly brought some attention to this issue. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean... I don't know. I don't. We talked about the numbers earlier, but we saw what the numbers were like when we, as soon as we addressed this issue in yeah. public, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people started noticing. And yeah. I guarantee that put some heat on. I mean, there's no way it of can. Of course. And, the, mean, and honestly, when you get made fun of and when someone puts together something creative that, like, is you can't deny is like actually good whether or not it's making fun of you or not. Sure, you gotta. It's gotta be hard to walk oh, out. It's gotta sting. in downtown. It's like stings a bit. It does. And but but much <laughs> like America, because we're Americans. Much like America. Well, let's treat this like World War II. We're gonna take all the credit and tell our kids and our grandkids that it was us that got the man out of town. But like World War II, it was mostly Russia. <laughs> like we help, America helped a little bit, but they weren't, you know, the British forces and the Russian forces did a lot more. Just saying. Um, interesting how it was printed that they were back rented. They, they couldn't pay rent, um, which is fine. I've been in failing businesses before. I'm not disparaging you for trying something that didn't work. That's not why I'm beating you up at all. But it's the fact that you then come back out and say, we're relocating. We have opportunities. We might be back in spring. It's just so disingenuous. Just this is it. When you get knocked out, all you can do is pick yourself up, shake your opponent's hand, say good fight, and you move on with the rest of your life. Yep. Other than that, you're just going to get knocked out again. So when COVID's over, we are looking forward to the handshakes from you guys that we deserve. And, absolutely. And, and hopefully... <laughs> a few doffs of the cap. Yeah. They, <laughs> doth my cap, sir. And hopefully a very uh, insightful data-driven debate because i'm be still waiting on that that'd be amazing still waiting on that this is the whiskey reel the riskiest of wheels the riskiest of wheel. and the whiskiest yeah. of reels see he can't even say it because he hates it so much i hate it <laughs> so much <laughs> the real to real directly across from me my little chuddy <laughs> sean moriarty <laughs> I believe uh, Jesus Chuddlesworth was another one of Jesus my Jesus Chuddlesworth. <laughs> if you're a fan of He Got Game and dude. Ray Allen. AKA. <laughs> he's got more AKAs than ODB. Dude. He does. He dude. really does, man. Dirt McGurt. Dirt McGurt. <laughs> <laughs> to my right is Aaron the Silver Fox Brandis, Whew. otherwise known as Aaron Antonio Branderis, or to a lot of people, that asshole with the big mouth. That's true. That <laughs> couldn't be more. Un, it couldn't be more true. Um, to my right is uh, the honey fadger, y'all. He's <laughs> yes, back. back. He's yes, back. Yes. He is back. He is in action. Um, he has uh, tested for everything negative. That's true. From mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, I did some serious blood work last month. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, also known as Hiv Tyler. Um, <laughs> He is my favorite person and yours. This is one Mr. Bivens, Mr. BVN, Bobby Fandoys. Tyler. Oh, man. That was cool. I, I enjoyed that. Oh. You're welcome. I enjoyed that. Um, or the Bobby Duke, so, as he was once known. As we have a, a, a want to do, we drink 
spirits. Yes, we do. On this particular podcast. Yes. Um, so I went to the store today. I went to our f- good friends at Wagon Wheel. I try to rotate. The wheel, bro. Uh, Not just I, your favorite liquor store that's close to you. It's your favorite song. Oh, God, shut up, Why Sean. would you put that in my brain? Shut your shit. It's in there now for like at least three days. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that yogurt was a man. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, I've, I think I've made it pretty clear on this podcast before. I really enjoy aged rum. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite spirits. I've actually gotten to the point in my life where I prefer it over whiskey in some cases. Uh, I decided to pick up some rum, and I lucked out because this is a bottle I actually have never tried. And it is called Zaya. Zaya. Grand, Grand Reserva. Um, I don't know what Zaya means. But. I don't know either. I'll just, no, don't worry, post. I'm putting in fucking steel drums and shit. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Trinidadian. As you may have inferred, this is from Trinidad. Uh, this and Tobago. It's a blend yes. of different aged rums. Uh, what they say is it goes up to 16 years. So mm-hmm. there is some element of 16-year aged rum in here. And there is a lot of barrel in this hey. bottle, my friends. Um, this is a really, really lovely spirit. Uh, Aaron, do you got any thoughts on it? Um, I, I will say on the nose, it read classic aged rum. Yeah. A lot of scotches, a lot of bourbons, a lot of people do this blended up too. Um, it, that's where your vin- that's where your guy, your distiller comes in handy for tasting. He might take a little eight year and a little 10 year and a little 12 year and a little two year and a little fresh distilled and mix it down into something that he wants or she wants, as it were. Uh, the first thing that jumped out, this this was like putting my face into a barrel of molasses, yep. um, which I expect out of an aged rum. And don't get it twisted. We talked about Sean uh, with Sean earlier. Don't confuse dark rum with aged yep. rum. Dark rum is supposed to be dark, and it's usually done with artificial means. It's not aged into dark, uh, whereas this is. This examples is barreled. Dark would rum be would be Myers, Kraken. Um, it would be examples of a dark rum, but they, they use additives to darken it. Mm-hmm. This is all barreling. This all has to take place in nature. That's why the islands do such a good job with rum, because of the humidity and the mm-hmm. heat. Yep. It makes things extract faster. It makes a wood open up a lot faster. So these rums don't need as much time typically as, as bourbons. Uh, so that being said, right in the nose, it was all sugarcane, molasses, all mm-hmm. those classic backstrap tobacco, like Bobby brought out. This is like a tobacco farm um, type shit um, right on the nose. But this is the payoff. Then I sip it neat. And it's ephemeral and focused and laser beamed right mm-hmm. down the middle of your palate. It's not cloying at all. It's not candy barred at all. It's not sugared at all. It's this wonderful lifted spirit. Um, I've I, we all have our favorite rums that we drink. Um, I, I keep. I will always lean on the Diplomaticos and the Plantation XOs as being some of my favorite rums to drink. Um, maybe some Appleton's VSOP. Yeah, that um, shit's fantastic. But, but uh, we've done Santa Teresa on this. Santa Teresa, um, this is right up in that ilk, I think. think It's a little bit more ephemeral, a little bit lighter and embodied on the palate. But damn, man, this is a laser beam. This And the first thing I looked over to Bobby and I was like, daiquiri? And he was like, yeah, bruh. 
daiquiri later. (laughs) This is happening later, Um, which it would make, uh, especially like a Hemingway daiquiri, throw a little grapefruit juice and some key lime. And um, yeah, man, and Demerara. And uh, you can go to town with this. It's a lovely spirit. It's a lot more elegant. Than it I is. It and a lot of that elegance, I think, comes from the fact that the heat is almost completely gone. Like I said, this is so... And it's, su- it's, it's 80 sweet. proof. It's 80, it's 80 proof, proof, but it's sweet and delicious. The viscosity really balances that out. I get no heat. Like, if you're looking for a fucking holiday drink to like impress people with, warm this shit up and put a cinnamon stick in it and just give it to people yeah, this, in a mug and yeah. be like, the, it, it it works by itself very well. You could turn this into a flip that would knock your fucking yeah. brain out. Knock your dick in the dirt, for yeah. sure. It would... It would would blast your shit off or whatever. And speaking of this, yeah, right? <laughs> blast your shit right off. Uh, I do get some spices that now that I've been sipping it for a while, the lingering, I do get a very faint lingering like baking spice going on in mm-hmm. the background. And it might just be a combo of the That's tobacco, barreling. The, barreling the barreling and everything. Definitely so, a heavy char on these barrels. So like we're, we're dealing with some really bodied, um, 100%. rich- so- spirit again it's blended so some of those rums might have been heavy charred like yep. number fives and number some might be just naked naked no char we don't know because it's blended but you definitely can pick that up in this and those baking spices are mad prevalent i as i'm digging deeper into this and i'm diluting it with a little bit of ice which i would recommend if you're sipping this neat if you're not mixing it with diet barks i would definitely recommend that you um do this with a, an ice cube or two, as Bobby is wont to do. Um, There's a through there line is, that never went away. It yeah. never went away. There is definitely cinnamon, nutmeg, and star anise. Um, there's definitely like some pink peppercorn. There's some fun the stuff. The mouthfeel definitely has the peppery. Yeah. The only negative note I would have on this that would keep it from being like a five star for me is I think the aftertaste lingers too much. Yeah. Mm, too too long of a finish because it finishes long and it finishes bitter. Yeah, so there's an astringency to a, there, it. For there sure. is, and that's the only negative thing. Now, I let can me come ask you a question. Though. Again, we've had we've had spirits, plenty of spirits in our lives that have that weird astringent lift in the back. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is built, and I know they would probably not agree to this, but maybe it's built for mixing. Yeah, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. that's where the daiquiri comes in handy. Maybe Ooh. that's where so so that astringency is then kind of plied by your lime juice and your sugar. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that. Maybe that is what it or needs to lift out. Or obviously diet parks. Um, and just so you guys are aware, this was a $33 Fuck bottle. off! Wow, that's a buy. 33 is a buy. That's fantastic. That's a beautiful one. That's so good. Um, I think it's slightly cheaper than Santa Teresa. I don't think it's quite as elegant as Santa Teresa, personally. It's not elegant. It's it's a little clunkier than Santa Teresa. Yeah. We're sipping this on the rocks, and it's Fine. And you can go ahead and call me a dirtbag, but I am a fan of a well-made with good ingredients uh, Mai Tai or um, Why would you I'm be a also bag? a fan of a fucking hurricane as long as you're nope. – as now long you as you're not, me. well, as, what I do is I usually have them either do half the amount of grenadine or I, if they have a fancy grenadine, great, but not. But I, I used to love hurricanes. I haven't had one since I was in New Orleans, but you feel like you have to when you're there. Well, a real, I mean, Bobby can attest this. A real hurricane should not have any grenadine. It shouldn't have any grenadine in it. It should be pomegranate juice, right? Yeah. Well, which is grenadine, but grenadine's pomegranate syrup. Syrup, yeah. So it doesn't have the actual flavor of the pomegranate per se. It's just no, sugar. It's just sugar. Which yeah. is why you want to vomit and on everybody else's it's shoes red in New Orleans. Sugar. It's yep, red sugar. It's pretty much red um, sugger. But I will but I'll tell you, a Mai Tai, don't ever be fucking I fucking uh, love Mai Tai. Don't ties. ever be fucking shy about saying how much you love Mai Tais. If you've ever had a really good real Mai Tai, like with all the bullshit, all the falernums and and you're doing orgiat and you're you're fucking going in deep on the hundred fucking ingredient Mai Tai. Yeah. There are a few things 
that you put in your mouth that you'll enjoy yeah. as much. Yeah, and that's those are fantastic. Right? But you can also do a pair. You can do a stripped down version shit, of it. Yeah, and still sh- be good. We used to call it shitty rum punch. Yeah, shitty rum punch. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It's got to have orgeat though. Duh. I mean, mm-hmm. if but it doesn't a good have orgeat with then... a good like like that's what I'm saying. Like a good fresh pineapple juice. You're not going to find that in an airport. Oh, and I guess as a final note on this, and actually we could give a shout out to our good friends over at El Moro Spirits who are now on hiatus as well. Yes, they are. We're pretty sad about that. They're on hiatus. Um, they were doing a really cool thing where you could go and buy um, their syrups, simples, mm-hmm. uh, triple awesome. sex, orgeat, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Bitters. So I, I was buying that stuff, taking it home, and now, of course, I'm not going to be able to do that, which is really frustrating because that was awesome. Don't take my word for this exactly, but from what I've heard, because they made a bunch of those things and they have a lot of it, that they're thinking about selling those giftable items at Steamworks for takeout oh, so that great. they can actually move them over. So they might actually, Dave might be bringing all that nice. stuff over. Uh, to what extent, I don't know. So don't quote me on that. I don't know yeah. when, but well, that's what I heard. Dave is exactly the reason I brought this up because we play a little game at El Moro because the cocktail menu changes so often that I like to go through and just guess who made the cocktail oh, because yeah. I know their palates and I know the way they mix drinks. Or their penchant for like movie and quotes and things you know based on that. The too. second you go through it and you see Orgeat, you're like, Dave Woodruff. Dave Woodruff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, that and, guy and, fucking smashes it with Orgeat. And this, and this he is the a, best tiki drinks. And this is a rum that I could use to mix. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think Dave would agree. If he tasted this, he would be It's a $30 fine. rum. Exactly. Mix and her it, up. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad boy. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a lot of complexity for the price point. I'm trying to think of a rum that I wouldn't mix. Maybe like Zacapa or something like that, just because the price point on it. Plant, but like we already Plantation XO. Plantation XO. Yeah. I'm, if, but all the other plantations, all makes the yeah. shit out of No, you better. Yeah. 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 By the way, Plantation Pineapple is one of the most <laughs> fucking delicious so things on planet it is Earth. It's fun evil. as balls, isn't it? That's it's fun. So good. That pineapple Dude. daiquiri that you make with Plantation Pineapple, fuck you. By the no. way, put a quarter ounce of orgeat in it. Killer. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Not kidding. Diet Barks. Yeah. And then just top it's, it. <laughs> it's like a dark and stormy. Pineapple and root beer just made me want to kill myself. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Sorry. Let's Anywho, move on. Let's Fuck move on. Jesus Christ. Guys. So uh, to follow up yet again, this would be the third week we're talking about this. Um, there was that meeting last week at the Wild Horse for the business owners that were concerned and were planning on possibly opening up to the public. And one of us decided yeah. well, to show up. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go for a number of different reasons. Obviously, I wanted to go to know what's happening. It's weird with stuff like that. When you get things after the fact, it's not from the horse's mouth. It, it's telephone game of information. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to kind of see the room. I want to get the general vibe. I want to get the general kind of timbre of the room. And, and I did. Um, and I'm not going to disclose a lot of the stuff that are, is going to be like op ed. Yeah. I'm just going to simply tell you what I saw. Okay. Okay. What I saw was 45 people in a room and like maybe seven wearing masks. That's not an indictment. It's not a judgment. Just fact. This is what I want to talk about. You do with the information what you will. I just want to, I want to frame this. What I saw was a gentleman get up and speak that um, didn't have any skin in the game for 30 minutes and tell everybody else that they needed to uh, go for it and open up and it's unconstitutional. Um, which was very kind of disturbing. And then it spun into kind of a campaign speech. That's just my opinion. Um, mm. What I, what I, and that, and I'm not going to go further down that road because I don't want to disparage anybody. I just want to give a general timbre of, of what I felt and saw. Uh, when I heard BLM brought up, there were some giggles in the room. 
I don't know why that's funny. Um, yeah. And then uh, somebody said, business lives matter. And it was funny enough where most of the room thought it was worth a chuckle. Um, I'm still trying to find the humor um, in that um, statement. The thing that struck me as being very strange, I saw a lot of business owners that were hurting mm-hmm. and that I felt for. Um, we're hurting. Um, everybody's hurting right now in one way or the other, whether it's economically or, or emotionally. We're all in a bad spot right now. I do not, I want to make this clear, I do not fault people for wanting to continue doing business. Of course it's not. not it, it, it's something that is very antithetical to my soul to stop people from doing what they want to do. I am truly wanting everybody to do whatever they want to do within reason without hurting other people. Ah, and then we get to the rub without hurting other people. The problem is this. I did not hear a lot of people talking about opening safely. I just heard a lot of people talking about opening. I didn't hear a lot about people wanting to abide by any sort of standard. I just heard about opening um, a lot. And some people did towards the end, but I'm talking about the general overall. Um, And I'm obviously seeing it through my lenses. This Mm -hmm. is not an end all be all. And I don't want to disparage anybody. These are all concerned business owners. And I get it. I'm there because I'm a concerned part of the business community. Um, And so did the person I work with that owns the business was there as part of the business community. We want to support these people. We really, really do. Um, It just felt like it got a little bit more about morality and politics than it did about economics. Um, I didn't hear a lot of economic talk. I just heard a lot of desperate people talking about you, you, you know, you can't keep us down and there might be some truth to that, but there's so much better ways to go about doing it. Um, it was, it was a very, it was implied aside from the BLM comment, which really, that's when I started wrapping up my shit to leave. Um, because I don't know if you guys know, but I date a woman of color. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it it when you're when you're subjugating somebody else's movement and civil yeah. rights movement for your own uh, tagline and your own branding. Well, um, are you saying it started out as like that joke in that meeting, and then no, it didn't yesterday, start like that. Friday, they actually had a business lives matter <clears throat> march and okay. gathering at Buckley Park. Okay, well, well, they didn't start at Buckley. They 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 got to Buckley, right? They okay. walked to Buckley, right? And there was a lot of business owners, and quite frankly, the people that I'm with wanted to contribute to that as well. We, I want to support the people that w- are business owners in this town. This is the dichotomy of what it is to exist in this new whatever we're dealing with i it's hard for me to square the circle of being somebody supporting you for opening because you need to survive versus you're making a morality judgment or a political statement yeah it's very hard for me to square that circle and you know we've done what we've done because we're able to do it but my business isn't everybody's business I couldn't imagine being a bar right now. I couldn't imagine yeah. being, it would be horrible. Um, you know, I, and I don't want to retread the tires of man. Well, if we just shut down two months in the beginning, we wouldn't even be talking about that. We're past that point. I don't want to talk about what we could have done because well, we could have done all of it. Yeah, we I don't know if we are past that point though, because that's my biggest fear of this whole movement. Cause I'm with you guys. I see the logic behind people needing to keep their doors open right. and wanting to feed their families and all of that. Right. Yep. One of these people I got into a huge argument with last week and maybe he's not my friend anymore, which is fine because my fear and my issue that I have with this is that once we kick the barn doors open, 
and people decide they're going to run their – I mean, at that point, you can do whatever you want, right? Like, do you need to abide by mask rules? Do you need to buy – I mean, you're do already you, in Can you serve 18-year-olds alcohol? That can, can you, you know? So what we're inevitably <laughs> – I didn't mean to go right after him like that. But, right. Because <laughs> he's done that a lot. Yeah. Inevitably, what we're going to see is – these numbers are going to continue to rise in this county. We're going to see people getting more and more people getting infected, more and more people coming up positive, more and more people going to the ICU. And all we're doing is extending and lengthening this process. Yep. With because, like you said, if a couple of months of locking it the fuck down would actually do us a lot of good. So yep. I got upset with my friend because I'm like, dude, you got like 30 people milling around your bathrooms mm-hmm. and hanging out with each other on the patio, mm-hmm. you know, which is bullshit too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're all just hanging out. And let's not you know, forget a very a- important fact that that gentleman you're having that fight with also knows firsthand the ravages of COVID-19 One of the first people I met had that, it. One of the first yeah. people I met that had it spent hmm. two weeks in the fucking ICU yeah. really fucked him up. So And yet... He's over it, right? So I give a shit. So is it? Does it come down to the fact that now that you're over it, you don't care about anybody else? Yeah, or I, I it, it's an, it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition it between is. all this. Like, and I and, and this is why we're having this conversation. This is why we care enough to have this conversation. We can talk about fart jokes and the Mandalorian all day, but this is why this is important to us because I don't think we have our heads wrapped around. The only thing that I would say is you listened to the last episode and we came to the conclusion that. Our guts are telling us what to do, yeah. and the or and it still does. And uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting moving forward. We've had several restaurants continue to be open mm-hmm. as of right now, as we record this. I don't know if they have chains on their door, yeah. but the ongoing rumor was they might. Um, and this is one of the good guys doing this, by yeah. the way. It's not even one of the people we'd consider adversarial at all. This is. A very, very good dude that just simply wanted to survive. Unfortunately, the target was placed. So here we go. But I mean, as far as we know right now, there might be chains on this guy's doors, yeah. which doesn't make me feel good. No, it doesn't all. make me feel good either. But um, speaking of that, that when, when now he's facing this legal action, the county and the city did show teeth. Um, one of the things that really intrigued me about your story from the meeting was what are these businesses planning to do from a legal standpoint? And you said that they had hired, they're planning on giving a certain okay. amount of money to a lawyer. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the specifics because I don't want to give people's fucking, you know, air out dirty laundry or whatever. But they were planning on retaining a lawyer. This specific lawyer, and I'm not going to even say his name because I don't think that's really important because I will be able to paint a picture about this. <laughs> I use the word gentleman lightly. Um <laughs> If you reach Greaseful. out to me, if you reach out to me directly, I'll tell you who this guy is. But this is a gentleman who doesn't live in Durango, um, who was sold at least during that meeting. Uh, maybe subsequent meetings, it wasn't. They got a lot more specific. As a constitutional lawyer, um, when I investigated who this guy was, he's an AM radio show guy with a law degree that has a business in the front range that does DWI and uh, personal, personal injury, injury and divorce. All the dirtbag lawyers. All shit. the dirtbag lawyers. Um, <laughs> I didn't see anything Workman's constitutional. Cop. Doesn't mean he does doesn't know it. I also heard that he worked with uh, that one uh, lady that was kicked out of Trump's legal team, Sidney Powell. Yeah, on the uh, the 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 Dominion voting machines. He was a mm-hmm. consultant. 
that worked out great. They're 0 for 40. Um, and then also worked with some of the fraud allegations dealing with the Colorado elections. Obviously, as we all know, those have all been blown to pieces. Yep. It doesn't matter whether or not you believe it or not. The fact is, it has been blown to pieces. I, whether or not you think that's true or not, we're not talking about that. I'm simply saying federal judges has told them to go fuck themselves. Yes, they did. They don't have fucking a pot to piss in. Period. That's the end of the story. So this guy looks like a straight up. He looks like what was Ken Brock, Kent Brockman on the Simpsons. <laughs> he, he, he like straight up looks like that he does guy. Look just he's like every Brockman. guy at every frat that roofied you. Um, he's yep. he, he stole all of your teeth whitening and your bronzer. That's who we're dealing with. So, so they were having a conversation. I didn't know this at the time to give this guy a bunch of money to help. He made some ungodly promises how fast he can get the case to court, which you explain it to me. Um, but it was in a millisecond, which is hilarious to me, considering we're in the middle of a COVID lockdown. He's going to get anything that through. And then my thought was, well, when he's done running up the bill for that money, how much money, more money is he going to ask right. for? So now they've asked for people in the community to donate to help the cause, which is fine. That's I'm again, I'm not judging what's happening. I'm giving you the truth. This is what you're I asking know. a bunch of business owners that can't afford to keep their fucking doors open to give money to, on the long shot that this greaseball fucking lawyer's got their back when he doesn't. Listen, really. he the, you're talking about a guy that's a birther. He still thinks Obama's born in Kenya. He still thinks uh, I don't know. Uh, Bill Clinton has a, a a black child. I mean, well, this is it, it this is QAnon. This is pre QAnon conspiracy guy. That's who we're dealing with right now. And it's going to go beyond a financial concern because what's going to happen is they'll you hire someone like that who is going to come in, appropriate your fucking your position. Yes. And he's going to use it to further his career and gain his own visibility. He and, would and, love that for you know fodder I mean? for you his mean, AM radio show. You mean the show. radio talk show host? Yeah. You mean that guy's going to further his own brand? And at what point Crazy. is he just going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't even remember I was working with these fucking people because now he's just become a champion for a cause, mm-hmm. not for a group of people that are hiring him. He's a mm-hmm. champion for a cause. And, mm-hmm. the, and the scary part about that was somebody had mentioned the fact that he's a really good guy. He's doing this. He's the Tea Party lead in this county that he lives in, which obviously should send chills down your spine. Right. But he said he's doing this for our rights and freedom. And I'm like, how about pro bono, bitch? Yeah. Like if you're so down for the people's rights, how about doing this for free since you're such a constitutional advocate? Stand up, um, dude. What a stand up guy, man. Hey, hair gel doesn't buy itself. Dear, pay dear Lord, it. if you look at that picture of him, if you type this dude's name in, ask us privately. Yeah. And privately. you put it into Google, it just looks like it's he like. He definitely bought that suit from Uncle Tiny's yeah, closet. He did. <laughs> definitely. Because he's huge. Because he's huge. He's huge. <laughs> Um, but, but very, but a lot of weird stuff going on. And I sincerely hope, I hope Jerry, I hope CJ's is okay. I don't want to see. They're not going to be okay, Aaron. They're not going to be okay. I I know. And that makes me think maybe they were used as a guinea pig. It makes me think that maybe they were used as a guinea pig because there was a lot of people in his ear and it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, they had people showing up. To try to, they had people showing up this morning to like make a line of people. They had a photo of it in the Herald where they were like, just mob the fucking parking lot in front of CJ's because if anybody tries to put a lock on this door, they have to get through us. I was going to make a BLM protesters joke there, but whatever. Um, Boy, boy, it's nice to be able to freely assemble in the United States, isn't it? Um, And speaking of the BLM thing, this Business Lives Matters thing, 
I can't get the bad taste out of my mouth of co-opting the BLM. Now, w- say what you will about the Bureau of Land Management. I'm sure that they're not very <laughs> happy with this with 2020. They stole our shit. But the Business Lives Matter thing, just like the Blue Lives Matter thing, it's like once somebody has a cause and they have a real movement, why is it that the 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 least intelligent and the most selfish and ego-driven of the ones that disagree with it or have a different impression of what it is than what it actually really is, why do they feel the need to fucking co-opt and grab onto something and and I think it's because it's inflammatory. I think that they know that the negative press, any kind of negative feelings, that's still publicity and it gets people talking about it. And whether or not they don't care if they get a bunch of bad press, we've seen this with the president and their their ilk. They don't care about the bad press. They they just care about it getting out. Right. Well, yeah. and I, I open this up to you guys because I was talking to Rex about this. I, I don't know the way to verbalize why you should be upset about this, but it's the fact that you're de- you were deriving power from somebody else's effort. And yeah. the B- Black Lives Matter have been doing what they've been doing for a long time, a lot longer than you guys think. Yep. And this is legitimately the biggest civil rights movement in American history. Well, we, Didn't feel like was it, does it before it? or right around the Trayvon Martin case. That was it was right around there. Right around there. Um, okay. And not only that, a lot of the negative content. And granted, there's going to be people in any organization that are going to do bad shit. That's not what I'm saying, but. They've they were trying to create an effort specifically for black people in this country and brown people, by this way, and indigenous people. It wasn't it wasn't just black, by the way. B.I.P.O.C. But the fact that this the fact that they think it's cute. I don't know if they think it's cute, if it's catchy, if it's like Bobby was me and Bobby were joking. Like I said, NASA is like national ass space. And then you were like, (laughs) what were female body inspector? You know, like it's like I would say national anal stretching association. I got that. (laughs) See, same, same, Sean. Um, But when you're taking when you're taking uh, when you're taking something that you've given life to and devoted energy to and you're stealing that energy away. And like we said in the other podcast, just because you say Black Lives Matter is not an indictment on every other life. It's specifically pointing the camera to one thing. And that's the problem everybody has. They think it's just because they say Black Lives Matter that it doesn't mean that other people's life. It's got nothing to do with other people. Like I've been told many times by Rex, it's not about you. Yeah, This is about us. It reminds me of the gay marriage argument where people were, you know, talking about the sanctity of marriage and how it's damaging the 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 institution, right? Yeah, it's and it's like, no, just because I believe in one thing doesn't mean I'm shitting on your lawn. Exactly. Yeah. You know? It has nothing to do with that. So you can have things that coexist. It's possible. You can make more than one argument for different things at the same of time. Course. It's not an all or nothing. And we and have this- Mormons and Scientologists in this society. Yeah. Thank and we you. let them do their shit. We give them tax breaks. You for know it. what I mean? Yes, yeah. son. That's crazy. That's to me. crazy balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we let in Denver. They let marijuana churches exist, where they're like, ah, you I tried to. It. Yeah. I tried to form it in California. It didn't work out. So it's worked in other places, though. Thank you. I was. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm once called ahead of the curve, sir. Um, it I, all my businesses failed, and also ten years apparently early. a renaissance man. What is it? What job have you not held? <laughs> what have you not tried to do? Dude, I am I am Jamaican at heart. Name honey. three pyramid schemes you didn't participate in. <laughs> Amway, you didn't. Um, Mary Kay, okay. 
I think it did all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but honestly, like that's that's it. I I know the people that took that and think it's cute and think that's really cool and subversive to say that. I yeah, know I I'm not cool, speaking though. to them. I know I'm never going to change their minds. We're just venting. This is our opportunity to vent. If you guys want to vent, you go do a podcast. You go find a fucking Downsy kid to produce your show. We did. You go do it. We get to do this because it's our platform. You can't so have if, him, though. He's ours. Yeah, he's kind of ours. They um, pay, and, me, unless they you pay, pay me in fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls. You Rose. could literally little you could pay him in Starburst, and he'd work for you before Anything us. taffy Just like. Um, fruit flavor. Just saying. Uh, but, I prefer mambas. But keep it shiny because he can only see it one eye at a time because he has to move mm-hmm. his head left to right like a chameleon. Although it's really fucked up. My peripherals are out of control. You can give Sean anything cooked in canola oil. I have a two. anything. You know what? You guys talk all the shit you want, and I yeah, but I'm the one that has a 265 degree field of vision, so I can see <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> coming behind me. Um, table for Mister Furl, Mister Puri. Furl. <laughs> um, Here we go. Yeah, nice, nice tie-in. Oh um, wow. Anyway, very upsetting stuff. But good part is, yes, we lost one company that had no business being in this area. Another thing is, I hope I honestly mean this with bottom of my heart. I hope you businesses that choose to open understand the far-reaching implications of you opening are. It's not just the next month or three nope. months or six months. Eventually, they're going to have to come and give you a health inspection, guys. What do you think that's going to be like when you have to go mm-hmm. talk to a San Juan Basin health person, give you a health inspection after this is done? Do you think they will take kindly? The, I, I'm saying this. You got to play chess and not checkers. And it feels like this is checkers because you're desperate. And I get it. I'm just asking you to take a step back and rethink before you make that first move. And when you are responsible for a spike and you're responsible for an outbreak, who's going to help going to happen? No one's going to help you. And when they come to shut you down the next time, you're going to be shut down. That's Mm -hmm. the fear, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're just going to piss in the face of what's going on right now, I get it. Fucking A. But Fuck, be prepared yeah. for the blowback because there is going to be blowback. Well, we're talking about you know? GoFundMe's and all that shit. When when you have a when you have a crew of thirty people working in your business, or maybe you have a couple businesses and all of your crew gets COVID and now they're looking to you for two weeks worth of payment. By the way, I don't know if you guys know that, but they get instant two weeks worth of payment from you, the business owner, yes. not the state. When you have 30 or 50 or 60 people looking at you as a business owner to pay them, I want you to turn around and go talk to your GoFundMe people. I want you to go to a rally and talk to them and say, can you help me? I've got to pay 60 people. And I'm not saying this is like being a shitty person. I'm saying, have you thinking this through? It's not just about the next Mm -hmm. two months or three months. Play chess not checkers and whatever you need to do to survive i get it mm-hmm. and i'm not disparaging by any stretch of the imagination i'm just asking you to think it through and if and if you're a business like one of these bars that are opening they were going to close a year ago this is a hail mary they have no other option but to do this and now they get to be martyrs i understand so be a martyr but you were going to shut down anyway is this the covid this, version I, of yeah, suicide by cop well, well, is that what say, you're saying? I mean, yeah, and you guys know the business I'm talking about. I don't want to say it because it's no, fucked up. No, we're not going to say it. But you're throwing a Hail Mary because you were going to lose your business anyway. And I get that. I understand that. That actually makes sense to me. But don't pretend like that, like you were doing great and COVID shut your shit down. You were fucked before this. Well, they're definitely not playing chess. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're playing Russian roulette. Part but they're putting 
bullets in all the chambers so that everybody wins. That's not a good you know? game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing I think about is, though, is that you say it's a game of chess, and in, in chess, part of winning at chess, been watching some Queen's Gambit lately, is just being able to see a million different ways that you can get fucked up. Right now, they're focused on the health department and the city and the county for certain things, and they're thinking about getting shut down for health order shit, but... You're not just doing that now. You've actually moved yourself up almost into a higher bracket where now your liquor license is on the table to be taken away. They can do whatever the possibly, fuck they want. Possibly, man. And if it, it's one thing if you're just a food establishment dealing with a retail food uh, license. That's one thing because that's a little bit more easy to dance around. But liquor licenses, that's ATF, man. And and if, if you piss off the right people with liquor, Ooh. you are Fucked. Done. And you are not getting that back, son. So my it's one thing when you're a diner or you're an eatery. It's another thing when you're a bar or a bar and grill. So mm-hmm. I'd be very, very, very careful who you want to hit your wagon to because it's clear what's happening moving forward. In six weeks, we have a new president. True so, story. And, that's, and that's not going to change. And I'm sorry that hurts people's feelings. I'm going by math. I'm going by reality. This isn't an ARG. This isn't a game you play online where you choose your alternate reality. This isn't a fucking speak and spell. This isn't a fucking thing where you choose at the end, choose your own adventure. This is happening. I would very, very, very much recommend you actually look at brass tacks and look at what reality is and go from there and think about six months and not three months. Mm-hmm. And I know that's hard to do because people are fucking hurting. So mm-hmm. I get it, man. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just recommending. Yeah, absolutely. I'm judging a little bit. Because honestly, it's because you're high, son. No, it's the honestly that I, I <laughs> we've said how like I can completely understand and empathize where these people are coming from, and I do get that to a certain degree. But when it comes down to the decision, where it's, where it's like, do I risk community health and endangerment, and like endanger the community versus save my own ass? It's like in a deep seated level in their psyche or just who they are. It is a selfish decision. It's a very selfish decision. Like right. so, it's the, I'm going to make a judgment on that. I don't care how desperate you are. You're putting everybody else at risk and, for your own shit. And and that and that was my main takeaway from it is I heard nobody talk about safety. So nobody at that meeting talked bel- about safety. It, bel- it belies the fact that you don't think this is what it is. Exactly. And that's the only thing I can come away with. When I see a room full of that many people not wearing masks, sitting in proximity of each other, my only takeaway, I'm not supposing, I'm just saying, I'm looking at these people acting the way they were acting and they were bad people. I don't necessarily think they believe it. And that's fine. You don't have to, but don't ask why, man. Don't ask why when you're in the minority and you're looking around asking why all this bad stuff's happening to me. Don't ask. Because you had the truth in front of you the whole time and you Mm -hmm. chose not to fucking look at it. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but the numbers don't lie and the the metrics don't lie. and Them titties don't lie. We are getting more cases and that means people get sick and that means people have to go into hospitals and we're stressing the system to its fucking end right now. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to just keep fucking pretending and like covering your eyes and pretending like this shit isn't happening, go right ahead. But you're going to make it worse. It's going to get way worse. And the economic um, impact of this is going to be way worse now than it could have been had we just dealt with the shutdown. Mm-hmm. Deal with I the know. shutdown. I, I hate Deal with th- it. I hate thinking about what could but have been done. The longer a, we I, extend this shit, it's going to fuck us for a long time. We're good. This town is not going to look like what it looked like. 
two years ago. And it, and, and it won't regardless, I think. I, I think no. even if we did the right thing right now, we're going to be looking up a lot of fucking closed businesses yep. even yep. right now. And that we could, restaurants get a lot of play because the, the Restaurant Association has been very good about getting restaurants restaurant problems out in the forefront. But what you're not hearing a lot about and what who we need to think about, especially as we go into the holiday season, is these small shops in town that retail shops, things like the Sparrow Mercantile that sells yeah, yeah. clothing right, and right. things like that. And I don't hear a lot about how they're fucking getting crushed, too. And sure, they're thinking of new ways where they can ship. And especially if they're shipping locally, it's not going to cost them that much money. And they, they could set up an online ordering system so people could buy their stuff online. Some people don't have the resources or the wherewithal to do that. Well, retail's um, different. They don't have the same guidelines, clearly. They don't have to worry about putting don't. stuff into their body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's merely shopping. So they all can they keep need masks to do, on at all times. All they there. need to do is limit capacity, and they're fine. Retail is very, very, very much not affected. Well, the, no, the problem is, it, is it's being affected because people are staying home and they're not going out to those shops. I'm, I'm say, saying yeah. adjunctly effective. Sure, they're indirectly affected. Um, food and I, beverage is a different. Oh, it's a totally different thing, and it's they have very high overhead, yeah. and they you know you, perishable. Good restaurants take a nickel to the bottom line of every dollar. You will hope. You yeah, hope. The, the retail shops on any main street in any town, like where we have a little town center, just like we do in Durango, they're all going to get foot traffic and get business because there's a restaurant every other Amen. fucking door. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's so they're going to, it's yeah. indirect is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. But nobody's no. closing their doors is what I'm saying. It's people, a, yeah, people don't buy overpriced curios unless they have just had three yeah. purple fuckers and are wandering past Thank your you. store. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, like, there's a store on Main Street that sells nothing but fucking olive oil. And yes. they've stayed open for years. Crush it. Well, her <laughs> husband makes a lot of money. Um, so, <laughs> what are those little fish that sit on the side of the shark and just parasite off the shark? Yeah. You I don't remember. The little ones that swim pilot in the fish? taint area. Are they pilot fish? Possibly. Okay. Something. That's that's every retail uh, shop. Well, you know, it, it is. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what our sponsor is. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Someone hit Carol. Well, up. if you don't know, then call. Someone that. no. Someone ask Carol. Hey, Care Bear. Yes, Aaron. I we really don't know who our sponsor is this week. Can you just clue us in before we have to plan? Oh my God, I didn't tell you guys. For one of, I think this is only the second time this has happened, but we have the same guy from like six or eight or twelve weeks ago came back. Like who? Who? It's, it's that greaseball lawyer guy or guys. There's three of them. Is it Daryl? Daryl and Daryl. I think it's Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl. Son of a bitch. Thanks, Carol. Okay, well, I mean, we need to pay the bills, too. This Zaya don't pay for itself. Has your restaurant, bar, or lame froyo shop been forced to close due to recent gay events? Are you on the lamb at a Super 8 near Phoenix, Arizona, wondering what the froyo happened? Well, you should have called Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl, the Four Corners benchmark law firm for anti-mask, anti-fact, and anti-black litigation. Call us today if your business has suffered from any of the following failures. Mask-induced hypertension, square dancing and Coors Lights, drunk Cajun octogenarians, Rick Carney, a pile of breakfast garbage called The Cure, Ambers with Karen haircuts, and fat lesbians that probably should have eaten their own menu. This may be your last chance to receive the compensation you deserve. Call us now, and we promise that within a few short weeks, you'll be tired of winning. How tired? Malachi hit it. Many, many successfuls.
Um, so we're going to get to a voicemail we got from Guess Who. But first, I want to tell you how you can reach out to us. You can send us a text message or leave a voicemail at 970-426-5344. Vuvuzela. 970-426-5344. Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at whiskeyreel. Yes, sir. Um, guess who sent in a fucking voicemail? Couldn't, couldn't even tell you. You sure? Shocking. Guess. <laughs> Throw one out. The limb? Yep. Fuck yeah. The appendage. Jay Bizzle? Jay Bizzle. The appendage? Our widest yet skinniest appendage somehow. I don't understand. It's like wow. paper thin. He's a big kid. Is he? No, he's a fat kid. He's a big, he's a big guy. He's like six, boy. six. He's stocky. Jesus he's a, Christ. No, he's a... Oh, is he my size? He's a lanky mother. Right. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's very much your size. What wow. do his parents eat? I, I, I don't Other know. parents? I've met... <laughs> I've met his tiny mother, Sweet. and Jesus. all I could think of was wishbone. Her poor oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor Johnny. John oh Brown God. is who we're talking about. We couldn't bury the lead more if we tried. He wasn't more birth than excised. <laughs> he was shoved through. He was I mean, shat. Oh, man. It was He's like a, a confetti popper of people that came out. <laughs> Had to put them back together like Humpty Dumpty and shit. <laughs> wow. This is right. super weird. So yeah, let's listen to John's left. voicemail because we crazy. All right. Hey, boys. Uh, it's John Brown just calling in. Um, thought I'd say hi. Um, I got three things. Um, two movies. Uh, one movie, um, Uncle Frank on Amazon Prime uh, was excellent. Um, it... Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember the actor's name, but you'll see it. I'm sure you've seen the commercials for it and everything. But it's, it's intense, and it's funny, and it's kind of beautiful. And uh, honestly, I'd recommend watching it with your kids. Um, I think they say blowjob once, but other than that, it's, uh, it's really good. Um, uh, the other one, I don't even know the name of it. Uh, Lindsay and I watched it on Hulu. It's a Christmas movie. Um, it's terrible. Uh, don't watch it. Uh, my recommendation is do not watch this movie. It's a Christmas movie uh, with Kristen Stewart. I don't know the other actress's name. It's basically a rom-com. They're lesbians. It's not good. Um, it's a terrible movie. Um, uh, in fact, Aubrey Plaza is in the movie, and she would have been really, really good in the Kristen Stewart character. It might have saved it, but... I still don't understand why that that girl gets roles. She's the most boring, just yawning actress I've ever seen in my life. Um, Bad stuff. The third thing, um, it is my wife and I's night's wedding anniversary, and I thought I'd just call to to, uh, reminisce a little bit, tell Bobby Noyes how much I did appreciate him coming to our wedding nine years ago, um, being uh, my best man, my real best man. Um, and, uh, I really appreciate it. Love you so much. And, uh, love you guys too. Um, take it easy. And, uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I have. And I'm extending the voicemail now just to kind of be a dick. Okay. Bye. Wow. Wait, I couldn't tell. Was he talking shit about Kristen Stewart or Aubrey Plaza? Because if it's Aubrey Plaza, I'll come to where he lives and kick him right in the asshole. Uh, He's talking shit on Kristen Stewart. Oh, okay. Because it was clearly Kristen Stewart. Okay. Because I was like, if you you guys said anything about Aubrey Plaza, fucking DDT. DDT. Absolutely. She's a fucking treasure. I love her. She's a treasure. She's a prince. Kristen Stewart, among, among I'm warming princes. up to Kristen Stewart. I, I I'm warming up. It depends, it depends on the role that she's in. I did like that underwater alien thing. Uh, yeah, yeah I didn't, it just I showed that to Rex. Good. I fucking love the Runaways. I thought she was great in the Runaways story. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she that was, was a good movie, movie. Yeah. and she was really solid in it. Was she, she Joan Jett in that? She was Joan Jett. Yeah. Who was Lita Ford? Um, D- Dakota uh, Fanning. Dakota Fanning the, with Lita Ford. That's right. right. You're right. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still fucking smash on I'd Lita Ford. Oh yeah, right now she's fine. Yeah, Today, no, she still looks seventy. Good. I think she actually old. hit you up on fucking Tinder. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so John, thank yeah, you happy, for um, happy anniversary to thank you John for and yeah, that's leather. amazing. Happy thank anniversary. you so much. And we, you tell Lindsay we and love her. I know Lindsay listens. I hope Lindsay listens. Wyatt, listen. Connor, the girl one. Jesus, the girl. We one. love the whole family. The girl one. They all seem nice. It's like what's the opposite of the Bechdel test? <laughs> Whatever right. that is, that's what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> no, um, Li- Lindsay is a, a beautiful girl. She's hilarious. Um, she has always had my back uh, since day one. And I was bummed out that John was moving out to Florida, but mm-hmm. having seen what he's done with his family and his career and his Hell marriage yeah. and you know, watching him go through all the marriage bullshit, ups and downs that mm-hmm. we all go through and fucking just watching them persevere through it. It's great. Uh, they're really good people. Awesome. And thanks for bringing up uh, Uncle Frank. I haven't given that a shot yet, but I will look at it uh, and I will avoid the Hulu Christmas movie. I honestly thought at first I was like, okay, how's he going to work in a reference to Love Actually again? I was wondering if that's where he was going. I thought thought there was going to be one. I was waiting for it, but it didn't happen. Um, That movie's a piece of shit. We will definitely watch <laughs> Uncle Frank, and we may talk about it. We may forget because we're fucking douchebags. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. I got um, nothing going on. Yeah, right. So um, my dance we, card is empty, <laughs> except so Valhalla. Last week we had Ooh. made some very declarative statements about a certain show on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian, saying that we had seen probably the best episode of not just that show or not just Star Wars content, not just sci-fi content. Nay, nay, nay. No, possibly the greatest episode of television ever. And so we thought. No possible way. There's no fucking way that they're actually going to try to top that. So they're just going to let it kind of, that was the climax and they'll let it go. They followed it up with episode 14 or chapter 14, episode six of season two, where we got to finally see (sighs) and confirm. Our boy Boba Fett is back. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, let are we gonna go full spoiler no, alert no, before no, we delve no, in? No, because no, no. There's no. Spo- we've already. We've already. We already s- told him. We've already told him. If you're not. If you're not up on game, you're not up on game. Bobby, please extol the virtues. Okay. Of what's about Bobby just threw his gum out. He's getting like very serious <laughs> no, right now. Here's the explain key with- how amazing this is. Here's the key to this episode in a nutshell for me. As someone that grew up with this property and watching Boba Fett become maybe the most underground popular Star Wars character out there. Easily. Like, if you go to Comic-Con, all you would fucking see was Mandalorians Mm -hmm. in Boba Fett armor walking around fucking everywhere. Yes, sir. Everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. that character has become iconic and legend Having never done fucking anything. He didn't really shit. No, and that's what, when I was a kid, Star Wars was already a thing before I started seeing those movies, of course, because I, the first Star Wars movie I saw was when I was like 10. So that's like in 1993, probably. Um, I was, I kept seeing Boba Fett shit. People always talked about Boba Fett. And then I watched the movies and I was like, what the fuck is all this Boba Fett? She's barely in this shit. It was just the look. It was the demeanor, yeah. just that fucking yes. cool yes. idea. Of and this I learned swag, a, I, bro. Yeah, yeah this quiet so swag, bro. as I got older and understood nuance and was like, oh, part of it is also the mystery. We can write whatever yes, story we want. And that being said, if you want to see the OG Boba Fett appearance, it's in the Star Wars holiday special. And the only good part of the old Star Wars holiday special, which was an animated bit that basically introduced him and yes. Mandalore. 
So the, check that shit out. Well, that and you got to be really clear about Star Wars lore is that it's all predicated upon toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, the all, Star Wars was about we got the toys, fucking and so when I got right, my Boba Fett, fuck, my Boba Fett fucking action figure, yeah, that motherfucker could do whatever he wanted. You yep, know what yes, I mean? Sir. So we created our own. Uh, mythos yeah exactly and what we saw on this episode of the mandalorian was finally at long last after 40 years we get to see what this motherfucker's got in the fucking tank and holy (laughs) shit dude robert rodriguez first of all directed this episode which i thought was crazy and weird when i saw that Um, at the end of the fucking the episode when i saw the director and it was robert rodriguez instantly i looked over at rex and i was like who else could have put this much violence in 31 minutes? 31 minutes. And, and it was Robert Rodriguez. And it's probably the showrunners. They Because with the way television works, directors kind of show up and they they're this machine is already constantly moving. Right. They come in, they get to do their stage essentially. And sure, they push the actors. They Their style of directing, they're really good about picking who's going to do what. Like I figure Bryce Dallas Howard was the perfect person for her episodes. Yes. You know, all of right. these directors fit perfectly in there. And the one where Boba Fett turns... Fucking stormtroopers into what looked like a box of <laughs> broken Dude. fluorescent light bulbs that he yeah. was hitting with his fucking staff. Dude, I was like, There's holy like five shit. consecutive kills on a stormtrooper that he pulls off that are the coolest mm-hmm. thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One after another, well, after and, another, and, and after do, another. And what do we say, Bobby? Like, I've never seen stormtrooper armor break off into pieces. Yeah. Yeah, like shattered. he 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 shattered stormtroopers yeah. into pieces. It's we've the coolest action that. sequence we've yes. seen in the show, without yes. question. 100%. And it's a brilliant move because they're like, how Robert Rodriguez probably was saying because we know Robert Rodriguez, and he's like, okay, so I can't have a bunch of blood flying everywhere. What can we have shoot back when people hit things? Yeah, and they figured that armor. out, and yeah. that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, pieces and of armor. It, it, it looked like eggshell. It did almost. I mean, he yeah. was just fucking. He was smoking. MDK bro. motherfucker. Yeah, just brother. murder, death, kill on everybody. Yeah. It was amazing. They also mixed in some really cool humor in it because you get to watch uh, Mando going back and forth trying to fucking pull Grogu out of the fucking Jedi field, whatever force thing is yeah, going on with right. him. And he can't do it. And he's like, all right, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come back in a minute. Yeah. You gonna, keep doing what you're keep doing. doing your thing. And last week <laughs> yeah. we said probably what the, the big climax near the end or the not climax, I guess the big thing at the end was probably going to be that they were going to put him up onto that thing. But it yeah. turns out, no, just next episode, they put him up on that um, Jedi Temple rock and it looks like he sent out that signal. So like we said, but every, we every Jedi is reached. We don't know who it reached, but doesn't it just go everywhere, or is it hyper focused? Does no, he know exactly? No, who it goes out to the entire universe. They said it, but at the that's beginning. what brought Moff Gideon into the. That, but he, but, he sensed him, but, right? Like, well, no, they, no, 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 no. I, I, I have to disagree. Them? I think he, he was knew following. He was there prior Maybe. to him sending out the signal. Maybe so. I really do. I think. I think this is going to be a, a progenitor of. Other people coming into the fucking lexicon, coming into right. the universe. Mm-hmm. I think he happened to know he was there because he was tracking the Mando. Yep. Maybe so. Maybe so. And the, it's also in another intense episode. We had one of these last. This is so geek where we boner see, shit. But we that see we're doing bad right things happening to Grogu in this one. He's basically being tortured, kind of, and being for. And, and it made me. Nah, he was. I was tortured. He kind of when they're forcing. But he's being tortured because he gets super tired and discombobulated every time they're forcing him to do those. He's only fifty years old. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is when they <laughs> fuck with this little, when they fuck with my boy Grogu, I got real mad. Yeah, you got mad. Right? I was, I was, I was about to text you guys, but I was on a stationary bike and it was about to hit the interval time, so I was like, I don't have time. But I was like, 
I don't think I could not hit Giancarlo Esposito in the face if I saw him in the street today. That was maybe the case. Like, I don't thing care if you're an actor, but I'd punch him right in the face. I Did know. you catch the interval? By the way, Grogu got, I was. got to crack a couple of Stormtrooper skulls. That was pretty dope. Yeah, I that mean, was super dope. Yeah. And he was he was smashing him around the room. Yeah, just trucking. Willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah, and Derek but, Henry. But, but he knew. <laughs> 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 By the way, somebody might want to cover Derek Henry. They might want to. Okay. Just is saying. it possible? Yeah, or? it is possible. Trust me. The guy didn't have a career for six years, and all of a sudden he had so, <laughs> I'm ready for his guest spot on the Mando. That's fine. I, I'd be more than happy to play him in the Super Bowl. He's got the hair. He's got they could they could Jedi his ass up pretty quick. They could Jedi. Someone his ass. needs to run Grogu all the way over there. <laughs> Through that, he's just stiff arm and Dude, imagine Grogu with the rock. Oh, yeah. He's carrying the rock. He's on the 20. <laughs> what do you do? He what just, do you do? You force, make business decisions, my you friend. You make business decisions. You get out the way, let him score, and hope to get the ball back. Nobody tackles Derrick Henry tackles. in the open field. Nobody. That's a Nobody. business decision. Nobody. <laughs> That's a business decision. You're a 185-pound corner. He's the Grogu yeah. so this, of running backs. This We got, what, two episodes left. We've got yes. two episodes yes. left of this season. And then this is the, the thing I worry about are the withdrawals. Because yes. we, we had Mando in the can before this whole shit show started. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been following up on whether they're even in production or, the, or pre-production so. for the next season. But I'm going to give you something it's gonna be to a while. lick your lips on. Okay. Sean's a DC guy. Sean's a Batman guy. We're going to talk tit- Batman. Titans. Oh, yeah. Titans. And I know nobody... This flew so under the radar throughout the course of this entire thing. Nobody's even looked at the show. And it's on Hulu, I think. No, Amazon Prime. Nope. No, it's on HBO Max. HBO Max because it was on the Dude, DC a, Universe app, and that's the only right. way you could get it. And I never paid for that shit. I was like, okay, there's enough's enough. I don't and now, and now Rex is laughing because I'm like, what is this show on? And I go through every single one. <laughs> so it's on HBO Max. Um, this is like old school CW Flash and fucking Green Arrow. If they can curse and there's blood, yeah. So it's shot very much the same way. The film quality is very much the same. Can way. I ask a couple questions? Yeah. One length of episode. Is it a 30 or 45 minute? Is it? Dude, some are 55, some are 40, some are. That's right, because it's 50, not made for commercial are, television. Yeah. They don't have to worry about that. Kind of like Mandalorian. I'm and, telling you. Uh, how many episodes a season? Um, uh, I think the first one had like, uh, I'm going to say like 10, or, and then the next Thank one had 12. You. Now I'm excited because when you do, like, that's the problem I had with The Flash and Arrow is the 24 episode villain Dude, of the week. Dude, I'm telling following you, a narrative this isn't that this long. isn't villain of the week so it's a it's a parade of good looking people let's just of be course. honest it's gorgeous um fucking starfire is one of the best black women i've ever seen in my life um in, in what respect in, all around oh she's, just looking like I mean, rosa sorry. parks black woman good or no, like <laughs> no i think she kicked tyra rosa off the bus okay yeah. all right or like there's tyra <laughs> there, there is five head but, dude, I'm telling you, Starfire right now, killing it. Dick Grayson. like, Is it Dick? Because there's three different Robins in the comics. Listen, is it the Dick Grayson one, though? It's not it's the Dick Jason, Jason is, Todd got killed. Is, no, no. Jason Todd's in it. Oh, yeah. Jason Todd never got killed because he came back as the Red Hood. Dude, listen. That's right. This is going to make DC nerds very hard. But what I'm saying is they can actually cuss. There's gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raven is dope. Uh, uh, fucking, they make Beast Boy this pre Beast Boy when he can just go into one form. It's dope. It's not, it's great. Okay. It's not Marvel. 
Let's be honest. It just isn't. And the graphics aren't as good as you would like. Of course. Well, but, it's for TV, but, yeah. But but goddamn, it scratches an itch, man. I, I suggest everybody fucks with Titans. I just never I never watched it because I never had that thing. And since it went over to HBO Max, like I keep telling myself, yeah, I'm gonna watch Titans, but before that I should probably watch Doom Patrol. Or before that, and I've Dude, been watching they the tie in Doom Patrol yeah, in Titans. They tie in Doom Patrol. And th- yeah, Brendan Fraser's dope. in the show. Yeah, and the sad thing is is I haven't been doing this, but DC is actually making some solid content they put out on HBO Max. Titans, you vouch for. I can vouch for that hilarious fucking Harley Quinn cartoon and that Harley Quinn cartoon, Dude, especially I, if you're a chick, if you're super feminist, that's a great cartoon because there's a really good have, dynamic there. I have an 11 year old. Do not start the Harley Quinn cartoon. No, it's not for children. None of this because is for children. 30 seconds in, I heard cocksucker yeah. fucking die <laughs> and I went, okie dokie. Uh, and you this know what? This isn't a cartoon. One of the best parts of that cartoon is that Alan Tudyk does a handful of voices. He does not only the Joker, but like Clayface, who's part of Harley's oh, nice, crew. Nice. And you, he's, they're very different voices. But if you're a Tudic nerd like me, I can hear every voice he does. But like the voice talent on that, like King Shark is one of the most ridiculous DC villains ever. It's literally like, do you remember Street Sharks? It's like a shark with legs and arms that walks around. They usually is like a really gritty character, but they have fucking Ron Funches (laughs) doing the voice of King Shark on the Harley Quinn show. Hell yeah, dude. It's so quiet. Well, unassuming. DC, if you're, if you're, we're all trying to find something to watch right now, guys. We're all locked up. We understand that. But I'm telling you, this Titan shit scratches this weird CW. It's kind of rom commy. It's kind of it's hyper violent. Yeah, and and Isai Morales plays Deathstroke, mm. and he's great. And they have these great little adjunct characters in it. I, I'm telling you, if you're if you're if you're a comic nerd, if you like what's happening in that realm, you can't do a lot worse, man. I'm, it's that good. I'm telling and you. And it speaks. And there's two seasons of it. Yeah, there's two seasons. And then, was that it, though? Did they cancel yeah, it after that? Well, no. They're going into third season, nice. but it happened right in front good, of it. Good, because I'd hate. For right it in to... front of the Rona, dude. It's good. And it and speaks they... right to me, because when I was reading DC Comics was in like the or from the late 80s through the late 90s. That's when we were seeing the Robin fuck bat the fuck Batman Dude. kind of attack track where he's trying to be he had his own comic book and he there was a new Robin and he was trying to do Nightwing and he was just Robin by himself. Dude, Nightwing doesn't get discovered until a certain time. They they really wait. Lead so it. if Nightwing's in it, then that's Dick Grayson, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, dude, it's dope. That's what you're, that's you're, what's gonna, you're gonna love it, son. You're gonna love it. By the way, Minka Kelly, who was an actress at mm. one point in the eighties or nineties. The worst actress in the world. Is she really bad? Um, she looks amazing. Oh, yeah? You don't not want to see her, but she is She is zero fucking levels. She's in it as Dove. Well, DC does that. They have. She's in it as Hawk and Dove. They'll She's grab Dove. these people and they suck. Like, the Gotham show was had but the good rest parts, of but the- Jada Pinkett Smith Ugh. was like, it was like watching- Abrupt. A, a, it was- how to, dinner theater? Yes, dinner right. theater. <laughs> so, so the only bad actor they have in this series is Minka Kelly as Dove, but she's in it a lot because she's yeah. part of the Titans. So, but outside All right, of we'll that, check God out damn it, it's so dope. So, if you're Twins. not watching Mandalorian, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you listening? Go watch it. And I'm going to start watching Titans, and I will report back to you next week. Bobby, yo, it's time to listen to some musicifications. Well. This one is a little weird for me. I, this is uh, what I would call a guilty pleasure for sure. I think we've done a whole guilty pleasure episode. We did. In the past. We, but, we will um, revisit that one day. We should revisit that. That's fun. And uh, uh, So I've been listening to some Miley Cyrus. 
her new album, which has been out for a few months now, I guess. Plastic Hearts. Uh, Plastic Hearts. I enjoy about 60% of it. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. But the songs that I like, I really, really like. And as you guys know, I went through a breakup and I just keep listening to this stupid fucking <laughs> sappy, beautiful little ballad that she wrote called uh, Angels Like You. And I think it's adorable. And you know, I mean, I'm an unabashed lover of Miley now. Like it was a long, I'm it started so with, it started with who the fuck is Hannah Montana? Then it went to who is this chick? Sh- is that Hannah Montana shaking her ass with Alan Thicke's Beetlejuice son <laughs> on the MTV right. Movie Awards? Then I hated her for a while because I was like, oh, it's another one of these exhibitionist fucking, I need to prove that I'm not a Disney princess anymore shit. And then now somehow she's evolved into someone who I truly respect as an artist and I love her voice. She just seems like she's just growing up and becoming kind of a woman. She is, and I like her you know? style, though. And the, the, when yeah. you say 60%, I feel the same way. I mean, and we probably hate the same songs because there's, there's four songs on every one of her albums that you can tell are just like so algorithm-driven yep. and are way too electronic yep. and just really sound almost like chants rather than songs. They do. Yeah. Uh, the other songs that she does, though, whether she writes them or not, she's she's good at curating songs. She's good at choosing she those songs. She's good at figuring out the right people to collaborate with. There's like three with. covers on this at the end of it. Yeah, like covers. The special edition she's great with covers. Yeah. She's She knows who to collaborate with. Like you, She knew to get with Mark Ronson and yep. that they made gold together. Yep. You know exactly. So, yeah. Baby, Angels like you. The more that you give, the less that I need. Everyone says I look happy. When it feels right I know that you're wrong for me Gonna wish we never met on the day I leave I brought you down to your knees Cause they say I'm misery-less company It's not your fault, I ruin everything It is so sappy, Bobby. I it is super s- sappy. I can see you. Listening to this song, <laughs> just riding and up sad. and down the river trail, <laughs> listening to it on my earbuds, like I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this is, and this song definitely comes from a place of someone who's sharing some of the similar feelings you're having. Well, and I, beyond that, I've just always had an affinity for rock ballad type of shit, yeah. and that's what she's doing on this album. She's doing she when you say she curates, she's curating styles yeah. as well. Because you can hear there's a lot, there's a quite a bit of country, her country voice in this with the acoustic guitar, but. It's it's more like, but it's a rocky kind but of it's poisonish, yeah. you know, wild horses kind of vibe to it's it. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of it going on. She's doing some throwbacks to Stevie Nicks on this album, which are very obvious. She has Billy Idol on one of the songs. Is that mashup on there where uh, they did the... The mashup's not on there. Th- think, there's yeah. a mashup out there right now that is Midnight Sky, which is very similar in structure to uh, One Wing Dove. And so I thought it was just one of these mashups some kids made. And then when I was listening to it, I heard Stevie Nicks singing part of Miley's song and Miley singing part of Stevie Nicks song and I was like holy fucking shit that's dope like that's got to be huge for Miley Cyrus too I mean any female artist has got to especially at her level has got to worship Stevie Nicks Jesus Christ yeah yeah Aaron, you're very quiet because you don't like this song. <laughs> Sorry, so, this isn't subversive. So, Sean, do you have another shit. song? <laughs> no, come on. What do you got to say about the song? It's man? fine, dude. Like she, I already said, she's a talented vocalist, but art. But for throwing, balance, for balance, start, for people that are throwing, probably start don't start throwing like this words song. around like artist. It's like that's fine. She sings really well within her fucking. She writes range. songs too, man. She, she did, writes, but music. that wasn't one of them. Um, are we sure about um, that? I, actually, yeah, know. pretty sure. Um, she collaborates a lot and that's fine. And there's been a lot of vocalists. Ozzy didn't write all of his music. No. Like uh, there's Chris Cornell. Well, he wrote all of his music. Um, uh, Mike Patton, wrote all of his music. Um, 
just there, there are other artists out there that don't do that. She has a tremendous voice. She's, I will say this. The one thing I've learned from listening to you guys, like do these songs with her, she is much more listenable than I ever would have given her credit for. Cause when I hear Miley Cyrus, I go back to Disney even still, like I would have just wrote her off as being a, a, and then I saw her a little skinny chicken ass trying to do shit like on the awards and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm writing you off. I will say you guys presenting me with this, like that bitch can sing, dude. Yeah. And there's no doubting her vocal talent. She's embraced I'm, the soulful part. I am of her not talking too. about her as an artist though, by any stretch of the imagination until you want to start writing songs. She and, did write that. She song, did write though. this song. It's she, about a breakup. The her entire breakup. song she wrote. She, she wrote, wrote the song. song. Yeah. She wrote the song. Then, then more power to you, girl. Then, then I'm wrong. More power to you. It just you understand where like that. I draw the line in the sand with vocalists versus artists versus sure. musicians versus. Then, and, and if she wrote that, that's great. It's a, that's a very well made song, and she sounds great. She does sound great. She, she has a, sounds great. She has a Lucinda Williams growl to her sometimes. Obviously, she's a better singer than Lucinda Williams because by far I'm a fucking better singer than Lucinda Williams <laughs> by far. I've um, seen her live and I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you talk about songwriters. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard you shit your pants. I've heard fucking, you shit your pants yeah. and it's better than Lucinda sounds better Williams. than Lucinda's voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same thing with Bob Dylan. One of the best songwriters ever walked the earth. Worst voice to convey Neil Young, those lyrics. Lucinda Williams, yeah. Bob well, Dylan. There's a whole pantheon of fucking people that of, just can't of, sing their way out of a fucking paper yeah. bag. Thank you, sir. Neil Young. Thanks. <laughs> um, so we also got another piece of feedback uh, from Philly Cheese over at the Greenlight Weekend Podcast. Uh, he sent us a suggestion for some music. His text message says, if you all at the Risky Wheel, see? See what happens, Aaron? Now he's calling. I love it. If you all at the Risky Wheel haven't heard of Porcupine Tree, then you should check them out. I would suggest Arriving Somewhere But Not Here, Time Flies, or Anesthetize. All great songs. They were my favorite band to eat drugs and listen to. They're kind of like if Tool and Pink Floyd had a baby. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are very familiar with Porcupine Tree, but I'd never heard of them before. They flew under the radar. And I mean, a lot of prog rock, which is definitely what we would call this, is uh, flies under the radar. I yeah. mean, they're, you're not getting in a lot of radio play when your songs are fucking 17 minutes long. And <laughs> exactly. And this song is this song is 18 minutes long. Right. We decided to go with a well, the whole the whole song's 18 minutes yeah. long. Yeah. But- but I think the recorded song somewhere around like 16 or something like that. But yeah, Percubine Tree falls in the realm of, of King Crimson, mm-hmm. falls in the, in the realm of Dream Theater, and more recently, Tool. Bobby put out a text where he's like, it's good to talk about prog rock and not talk about Tool. And I couldn't agree more. That's the Americanized version. These guys are Englishmen. Yep. Uh, uh, they, they haven't really done much after like 2000 and like, nine or something yeah uh but for the time that they did boy they got every prog rock nerd dicks hard Mm -hmm. for what they were doing there's this wafting sound to what he does i wouldn't even bring tool into the subject or pink floyd it's just an easy way to try to explain to the lay person i think but still, like it's but his it's too make a correlation. It doesn't even scratch the surface. Yeah, he was more influenced by Pink Floyd than anybody. Like, and I yeah. can see that swells in the orchestration. I can see that, but this feels much more King Crimson. Yeah, and I'm really weirdly like taken aback by the fact that he never mentioned King Crimson because it's a lot more melodic. Mm. Tools a lot more crunchy and like effect driven. Mm. They weren't very effect driven. This is pure orchestration 
and playmanship. Yep. And let's listen. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get. I'll, I I will figure out where in this eighteen minutes to to jump in would be the best <laughs> yeah, representation. I know. We're just gonna dope listen to a little shit. bit. I don't, that song in particular, That's like I don't 07 know. Seven or yeah, something. Yeah, they like started that? in okay. like, but they started in the late eighties. They started yeah, in the but, late eighties. But, but yeah. so did. But but you got to remember, Radiohead started at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think they influ- sure. I don't think they influenced them as much. But guaranteed, they heard them. Wow. These are English bands battling back yeah. and forth. Mm-hmm. But there is this diminished note change that happens. Brother, it was fun, thank man. Thank you, Goth. And you know what? Thank it sounds you, Goth. It sounds like Philly Cheese had the right idea. This sounds like a song I would want to sit down and listen to after I ate it's and ate dope. the Boomers. Dude, Boomer music? Boomer music. You have no idea. You'd, Just... be, you'd be pissed off because the song's too short. <laughs> yeah, it's only 16 <laughs> you know what minutes. I mean? It's only 16 minutes. Come on. <laughs> Why don't they make a 58-hour song like this? You know what I mean? Because right. yeah. their fingers, would they'd start bleeding. Well, uh-huh. Porcupine Tree <laughs> is pretty fucking fantastic They stuff. are. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, that's and a very great underrated as a prog rock band, we talk a lot about Tool. Uh, we've mentioned uh, King Crimson. We've mentioned Dream mm-hmm. Theater. Yeah, Dream Theater is a big one. We've, Dream we've, Theater. We've never done a song for. I went to well, college because with a dude there who is was no song by Dream Theater. No, <laughs> they're just a band. They it's exist a in in, a a, in an ether. Yeah, um, and nobody <laughs> wants to hear a Dream Theater song. <laughs> um, I've I've heard many in this. Uh, uh, but but thank you so much. I forgot about these guys because I I experienced these guys early on, like in my career, and I was like. God damn! You take the aggressiveness of the USA out of Tool, whatever that flux is that Tool does, and it becomes Porcupine Tree. Yeah. Same melodicism, same fucking style of writing, and you remove those filters and that grunge and that that heat, and it becomes Porcupine Tree. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of Tool, go listen to those guys. Fuck, yeah, yes. Absolutely. It is 100%. time, gentlemen, to clutch thine pearls of wisdom. All right. All right. I'll go first. Right. In these times of Rona, as Bobby said, loving the times of Rona, um, I I would suggest one thing: be uncomfortable. And it sounds weird because we're all so comfortable, right? We're all nice and cozy. Be uncomfortable. Uh, work out to your uncomfortable. Read into your uncomfortable. Listen to your uncomfortable. Get out of your space and be uncomfortable. This is the way we excel and grow. This is the way the human race has always done so. Be uncomfortable. We're in a weird situation. And I I, I look at my daughter. I looked at it on the couch. And she's 11. She's this beautiful little girl. And all I'm thinking about is how can I make her move and be uncomfortable and learn? And it, uncomfortable is not a bad thing. There's no negative connotation to it. It just means getting out of yourself and getting out of the present. Don't be you for a second. Be uncomfortable. Every seminar you go be to to try to change your life or whatever always mentions you have to get out of your comfort zone. Out of your comfort it, zone. Out of your comfort zone. You're a personal be, trainer. How many times did you say that to people? 
Hundred percent. I mean, you say that shit all the time. <laughs> Be I mean, uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. And it's. It sounds. It sounds very passe and de rigueur to say that, but just be uncomfortable. If your workout is easy, go more. If you're reading less than what you should, and you already know what you're reading. Read past that. Mm-hmm. If you're watching things that are comfortable to you in in your echo chamber, watch something else that doesn't just do confirmation bias. Be uncomfortable, feel uncomfortability. It's us. That's how we grow, y'all. That's yep. how we grow. I'll go next. Um, I, I developed my clutch of pearls when I was outside during the break with Aaron. Um, it made me think of how we've gotten so used to it. Like you, like you said, we've gotten so comfortable and in such a rhythm, especially now we're locked indoors. It's so easy to stay in these patterns. And I was thinking of why I was feeling more, you know, depressed lately. And you were like, well, dude, are you getting any vitamin D? You were hiking for so long when the beginning of this shit, have you been outside? And I was like, fuck no. So being able to take a step back, maybe everybody take a look and think about the things that you might be missing. You might not be taking care of yourself with. For me, it's vitamin vitamin D. I want to go get some fucking vitamin D supplements <laughs> at the store on my way home. Um, think of, it doesn't have to be that though. Think of, take, take inventory of your life right now and think of what is it that you're missing that you used to do that you can still do? Or what is something that you used to get that you're not getting anymore? And are there different ways to get it? You know, if you can't get sex, you can buy it on the internet. Flashlight? <laughs> yeah. Get a flashlight. Um, I don't know. I jerk off manually still. You do? Yeah. O- overhand or underhand? Um, no, French style. Yeah, I go French. You do French? Ah, oh, that's very fancy. Front door. A la Francais. Front door. Back door. <laughs> I like to alternate. <laughs> <laughs> Just I can see you with your thumb buried in your own ass, listening got, to that wow. Miley Cyrus song, jerking off stale fish. I'm actually trying to think if that even works. I don't know. How do you put your <laughs> thumb you, up your own ass? How many? You can put your still... right thumb up your own ass and jerk off with your left or vice versa. Wait, are you jerking off prone? What? Are, you, are you face down? No, I'm standing up. <laughs> standing up. I'm standing up, you son of a bitch. You wow. know what? I prefer to do it in the middle of a wall sit. So you're doing a wall sit, listening to Miley Cyrus, head hung low, right thumb in your ass, left fucking ring around your cock, French style. French style. Don't bro. pretend that's not your fucking Saturday evening now. <laughs> you're uh, going home to do that. Right, we're about to find out. Yes, we are. My pearls. Uh it's funny, like we look at uh, the world around us right now, and obviously things are hopefully going to start to simmer down now because, for all intents and purposes, like pol- politically, like th- this election's coming to an end. And what we're really seeing is this prevalent anger. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking a lot about anger, and I'm like, where the fuck does this all come from? And then I started thinking about my own life, and I'm like, I realized I'm really fucking angry a lot. Yep. I'm a very angry human being. Um, and I know I have been for the last few years and it stems from loss. Like mm-hmm. we all go through losses and I feel like I've lost <laughs> a lot in the last, let's say five years. Yep. You know, from, and two of those losses happened nearly around the same time, you know? Yeah. Losing parents, losing siblings, losing dogs, losing careers, losing a wife, losing, um, homes, losing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go through a lot of loss and you don't realize this is how fucking angry I am. And I'm angry because I've lost, in my mind, you know what I mean? It's like, I lost everything, mm-hmm. you know, which obviously you haven't, you know. But you can lose your health. You can get, you know, there's a lot of shit that can really stem at, or, 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 or kind of germinate this fucking anger mm-hmm. that bleeds. And so I started realizing, like, well, there's a reason, like, when I end a relationship, I end it. It's over. I'm alienating you. You're going to hate me 
at the end of it. And that's because I'm just pissed off and I'm pissed off at myself and I'm pissed off at the world. I'm pissed off at everything that's been taking away from me. You know what I mean? Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. And I've just been spinning the last couple of months sitting in that anger and sitting and dealing with that loss, which is something I haven't let myself do mm. for like this last five years. I haven't dealt with the loss of my brother. I haven't dealt with the loss of my mom. I haven't because I self-medicate and I just stay drunk and I fucking, you know, you know, you never give your chance. So it sucks when you start to do these processes. And by the way, this is a perfect time to do it because what the fuck else are you going to do? Right. Mm. So, um, Sitting and dealing with your loss and all of a sudden realizing I haven't dealt with any of this shit for years and now trying to take it all in, that's rough, right? Yeah. So you reach out to other people, you talk to your therapist, you do a Zoom meeting, you know. You're, and you're, did, I'm sorry if I'm prying too much, but did your therapist say that you should try to maybe compartmentalize and deal with one at a time or did she say let yourself feel all of it? So her position and she's very much the cognitive therapy style yeah. yep. um, she's pretty okay with me sitting in it and just being sad and, okay. and like when when the tears come let them fucking come like don't fucking pour whiskey on it and mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so sit in a hot bath and fucking like lay there and cry and be okay with the fact that you're sad in that moment you're dealing with your loss in that moment you know it's okay to be uh, you know, reminisce and, and be sad about your brother. That's it's okay. Do it. Mm-hmm. And it never really hits you all at once. Right. Like of you're always kind of like, there's one thing that's going to be, in it's going to hit you too forever. It's just that yep. they say it gets easier, but to it, some yeah. people it does. Some people it doesn't. You feel the same shit every time when you yep. think about it for years. Well, and, and I guess from a Pearl wisdom standpoint, all I can tell you is, is like, deal with it. You have to deal with it. Like I was in a relationship for 16 years. They kind of say it takes approximately half of that duration to kind of start to heal. You know what I mean? Right. And so like if I've delayed my eight years of recovery by five years, well, I just fucked myself out of 13 years of my life of being maybe a mentally healthy human being Mm. when I could have just fucking sat in it and dealt with it and actually approached it. I didn't. I just I covered it up with all manners of substances and alcohol and broads and fucking these social contact things. You yep. just were constantly going out, and yep. never spending time alone, at never home. spending time by myself. And yeah, like it's I've been forced into the situation now because I am very much alone a lot. And it's not the worst thing in the world. It's a hard fucking thing. I can't imagine, dude. It's hard, but it's not the worst thing to happen so that's all i would say from a pearlism standpoint is like don't be afraid to s- just deal with it man you gotta deal with this shit because like, all you're doing is delaying the inevitable because yeah. you're going to deal with it eventually and you don't want to deal with it with a fucking revolver you no, know what i mean exactly. you want to deal with it so, in a healthy way so you got to sit there and you got to tell yourself my frozen yogurt dreams have been shattered <laughs> deal with it ryan deal with it Alyssa. you need to embrace this rb it's not mm. rhythm and blues. It's rapping bullshit. <laughs> I'm king, and they know it. When I snap my fingers, everybody says short. I'm hot, and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot. Top that. Top that. You can do all that you can, but you'll never top that. Top that. Idiotic, disconnected, not respected Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face But hanging in your nose face I wish that you would take a look and really stop that Stop that Well stop that 
give up about trying to talk that, talk that, stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. that.